At its core, investment recovery is sustainability, and it was sustainability before sustainability was cool. In fact, the seven R's of investment recovery illustrate the core values of recycling companies all over the world. Today, major institutions and investors typically measure a company by its commitment to sustainability, and that could, in fact, make the difference on whether or not you get the job. Project managers that embrace investment recovery on their jobs can and will reach environmental, social, and governance goals faster. You're listening to I Need This Gone Tomorrow, a podcast by Material Management Resources. MMR is a full-service investment recovery firm serving a variety of industries, including oil and gas and utilities. On this podcast, we talk all about responsible investment recovery, which is more than an afterthought. It can become a strategic advantage and differentiator if handled properly. This podcast is about how you and your company can leverage investment recovery in your projects. My guests today are Michael Beeth and Carlton Jones. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. You bet. Sustainability is a hot topic, no doubt about it. As I mentioned, the challenges are numerous. Uh, Companies have... Uh, They have scorecards on whether vendors should be selected or not selected. Institutions are sometimes making decisions on leveraging uh, finances on whether or not you get to do business with them. It's incredible, important. The customers are also involved in sustainability. So today, let's talk about how those things impact MMR and how you're able to add value to your customers. So Carlton, I'll start with you. Can you just define simply what the life cycle of assets looks like? Yes, yes. And I'll break it down for you in the life cycle and the circle of life. We're going to bring it all together. Um, Let's start off with uh, identify. So we're going to start with identification of the assets. Uh, What do we have? Let's walk out, take a look at it, put our hands on it, uh, put our cameras on it and find out what we have. We're documented and we'll take that back to the A team here at MMR. Uh, Secondly, we're going to evaluate it. We're going to help you come with a valuation for this. Is it a 67 Chevy or a Pinto? You know, what do we have here? And try to come up with a dollar value. You know, that's one of the most important things for our clients, a dollar value uh, to work with. And then lastly, we're going to help you disposition. it. Uh, that's going to be, you know, bidding it, uh, contracting it, and then logistically uh, with the trucking and stuff, we'll take care of that for you. So there, and so that's the end of the life cycle. We'll identify, uh, valuation, and disposition. And we do that for most of our clients. Well, that's the process we work through uh, for our clients. So given that's the process, how do you then work with a client to help them determine what phase uh, their assets are in and maybe what needs to be done? So correctly. So after we've identified it, you know, we're going to go through and use our expertise to identify, do we reuse it, resell it, do we reclaim it? Uh, and, and that's part of, of what we're going to put into a package and uh, give you a consult on what, what you can do with your item. The project managers you deal with, I'm certain if they have this laid in their own lap, they don't know where to start. MMR helps them phase it, lay it out, put a platter, pattern and a timeline. Mm-hmm. Have you had a great success story you could short, share with us? Yeah. Well, you know, so we we have handled all three. So I can give you an opportunity where we had an off-site facility. A lot of times our clients are, are normally have, you know, materials on-site, but they've got materials stored all over the world, all over the nation. Uh, we've had an opportunity to go into an off-site facility for a client, identify it, do the inventory, manage it, report back to them. Uh, we work on the valuation. Um, you know, we're, with our expertise, we can come up with a dollar amount that you're going to receive for this materials. And we also coordinated with the trucking and facility to have the material removed. So um, we've been through that stage before, and, and we've done it dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of times. So uh, definitely, uh, it would, shouldn't be an issue uh, for a client to reach out with us. We can take care of it. 
So let's go to Michael now uh, out, out on the West Coast, obviously. Question for you. How do you convince a client that uh, getting on this sustainability wagon is a good thing for them and for you? Have you come across a situation where you have a little bit of reluctance? They think they want to do it themselves. And, and then how do you make them consider the fact that your services actually do provide cost-effective value for them? Yeah, that's a great, great question. Um, so a lot of the times it's a, uh, it's a hurry up and move, right? So when people that we deal with in supply chain get this material, uh, there's usually a time limit on a lot of this stuff. Um, hey, we need to move this now. We need to make room or, hey, we need to get this off the books. And um, a lot of the times material like that has been forced, you know, it directly into recycling, garbage, trash, uh, you know, whatnot. And what we do is we help find that if it is a time limit, you know, strict timelines, we work well under pressure. Um, we can do, you know, one week turnarounds on stuff if it needs to be quick and uh, find the right buyer, you know, find the right location for it to be reused and the highest value. And that's really where MMR, I think, uh, shines. And, and when a customer says, I just need to get rid of this material, we're talking sustainability. We talked about how important that is for them to have that as their checkbox, that they've actually done that for lots of reasons, environmentally right. safe reasons, financially safe reasons, overall productivity of the company. What's the response to someone says, look, I just need to move this. I don't care where you send it. How do you work the sustainability piece into it? Since that's a core perspective and value of what MMR does. Um, we really try to steer them towards, um, uh, you know, not only is it just a, a bringing in a profit and a value or, um, uh, you know, recycling, we, we try to look again for the best fit for that environmentally, uh, best fit for that, uh, for that works for them instead of, you know, the trash is the very last thing and sustainability. That's really what the focus is, is keeping stuff out of the trash, out of the landfills. Um, we, if in a timely matter, we can do it. Uh, we try to get it sold. And if not, we find the right and highest bidder for recycling, again, yielding the top uh, return for their material. All right. Right. You know, it's been said that uh, that one man's trash is another man's treasure. That's right. So your your solid buyers club is really an advantage over your competitors. Tell me more how that works and why you're able to leverage that uh, to your client's advantage. Okay. How did you find out about that? Because that was a secret group. Um, it's my have. treasure. So I'm just, I'm just <laughs> kind of curious, you know, you kind of brought that up and, you know, and I'll, I'll talk more about it, you know, since it's like the secret's out. When you visit materialmg.com, you have an opportunity to sign up to be on a buyer's club. So it's, it is exclusive, uh, but there is an opportunity for our buyers out there to be a part of it. Uh, MMR, our, our goal is to actively uh, search for buyers. That's kind of our secret sauce. Uh, we're not just waiting for a guy to come sign up on the list. We're actually actively recruiting uh, buyers and, and recording them uh, to be a part of this this uh, this sustainability movement. So um, that's that's the the niche that we're providing here in the community. What about new markets? Are you able to develop new markets, deliver to new markets? If you get a piece of uh, product or machinery that really doesn't have a place, is there value for there too? That uh, I don't know where to put this. I need this gone tomorrow. How do you make it happen? So new markets, and that's you know that's one of the fun things about our work and our expertise. Uh, you know, you're so used to maybe having a pipe, or and sometimes we handle waste streams environmentally. And and if they, uh, you know, a, a client decides to change that avenue a bit more efficient, 
you might have a more efficient product that comes out on the back end. So uh, it's very fun working with them, uh, coming up with new ways to disposition those assets. Um, and we, we've kind of gotten a little formula here where we talked about earlier, we're identifying evaluation and then disposition. We just run that process over and over again, you know, follow the process uh, and, and they should be able to uh, come up with a solution for them. Yeah. yeah. Michael, fair to say you're on the West Coast. Uh, things that are not fun is regulations, uh, lots of regulations that vary from customer to customer in the Midwest and on the East Coast, maybe not as heavily uh seen as you see on the West Coast. What are you handling or how do you handle your customers with the regulatory pressures you have when it comes to uh, getting the products moved from their property into an area where they're they're sustainably handled? Yes. Yeah, so uh, if people don't know, um, California is very, very strict on regulatory measures. Um, what we do is we really focus on uh, getting that material still sold in a timely uh, matter just what we do is we really focus on out of state um, just because something regulatory wise cannot be used anymore in California or even be disposed of, or, you know, whatever the end life is projected for it. We really try to focus outside of the state, find the right uh, end user uh, for reuse prefer preferably and uh, try to move it that way. So Michael, with the clients you're dealing with, there are multiple pain points. I'm sure you hear them all the time. Can you give me an example of one that you dealt with and that you were able to actually save them money that they didn't expect to? Yeah, great question. Um, one of our utility companies out here on the West Coast um, used to have large carbon steel fittings and flanges. And what they would do is they would just use their contracted uh, scrap and recycling company and just kind of do a quick turn, load it up pretty much on a truck or some uh, some bins and, and push it out the door and whatever their contracted price was, they got. Um, what we do with those fittings now is we actually sell them um, for reuse. Uh, we actually have quite a few bidders from all over the United States bid on this material. And we yield them usually at least uh, two times scrap, scrap price is what they were getting before with their contracted recycler. And that's the beauty. That's the magic that, that happens when they, they bring you on board as you look at it through a different lens. Absolutely. We're looking for it for every angle we can. Whether it's a reuse or a reclaim or a recycle, uh, all of those things are in play when there's a discussion happening. That's right. Okay. So Carlton, back here, uh, when you're dealing with a large, let's say refining client, they've got a huge turnaround happening and they've got massive amounts of, of equipment what are the logistical challenges that you find that they face that you're able to come in and help uh, break into pieces that are a little maybe more bite-sized if it helps them understand the value that you bring? Uh, you know, th there are several logistic, uh, logistical problems, but, you know, they're the, the common trucking, weight size, uh, you know, the regulatory, vehicle regulatory, you know, the rules in the area, in the city. So there's several logisticals, uh, controls-wise, you know, you have to continue, you know, it has to be approved just to leave as well. So a lot of facilities have their own set of controls. But outside of those two, there are additional concerns. Uh, the economy, you know, is, is there an oversupply of this said material? I mean, can we even move it? Uh, you know, the environment, you know, should we consider, you know, what we're moving? Is it legal, illegal? Or, you know, in our process, you know, in from working with us and our expertise, you know, how do we educate our clients on moving that set material? And then, you know, maybe a social responsibility. I mean, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, some material, you know, like someone here PCBs, uh, they may be a little bit of concern. So you may be careful 
um, you know, uh, communicating, especially to, you know, the, a lot of our clients have a, a following, I guess, or a regulatory, you know, locals that are looking. So you have to be careful in your wording and how you process that. So the outside of logistics controls, we assist and we, uh, you know, consult on the economy, you know, if it's oversupplied, um, you know, also as well, social responsibility and environmental regulations as well. So there's a lot to consider. Is it fair to say it's fit for purpose that you could do one thing or you could do 10 things? I don't have to bring you on board to do all of it. You'd love to, but if I only need this portion, are you able to customize and do just that piece of it? Yeah, well, you know, it's a balance, you know, what's missing. Uh, you know, there could be an inventory. We talked about earlier about an inventory evaluation disposition. There could be an inventory already. We can fill in with the evaluation disposition part. Um, there could be an inventory and you already know how much it's worth. We could just fill in on the disposition part. So uh, we're here to help balance the, the project or the asset and have it uh, take care of for the client. How about on the timing side of this? If I need it gone tomorrow, right, but it's going to take six months to get my project completed, and then you put the additional regulations, Michael, you put the additional transportation timeframe on it, how do you reconcile that with a customer that says, I need this done by, by X date, but the regulations are the things that are slowing it down? Are you able to, to grease the skids and help that go a little faster, or are you not able to do that? I think Michael touched on it earlier. You know, sometimes we just have to educate them on the process um, and, you know, and pushing it faster it may not be feasible. <laughs> it may be illegal, uh, you know, to go a little bit faster uh, if we don't have everything in, in order. It's our job to protect the customer at the end of the day. And that's what we try to do. Um, sometimes we're not always the good guy. Um, but again, at the end of the day, doing what's right, uh, doing what's legal and, you know, following the line. Uh, that's what we try to help and work with our customers best possible. So integrity, I know, is a huge thing for MMR, and it is as you do your work with your clients. When those situations arise, do you you just have to go straight back at them, Michael, like you said, and, and say, I hear where you're coming from, but the reality is the proper way to do this, the reporting structure way to do this, the legal way mm -hmm. is, is this path, and we recommend strongly you take that. Has anyone ever said, sorry, I'll do it my own way? Or do they typically well, like Carlton actually touched on earlier, um, you know, he had said the what, what I would call is like the weak link, the missing link. You know, that's where MMR tries to come in. And maybe that is the, you know, not knowing regulatory, not knowing, hey, can we push this this fast or where this has to go? You know, we found, like Carlton said, we find end users sometimes, people that will even purchase it for a dollar. But maybe it's a huge tank of chemicals that would cost, you know, $50,000 to dispose or regulatory fines or all this other stuff. And we can find someone that for a dollar takes it off your hands. And uh, it's not always about uh, what we can make you, but what we can save you as well. So avoidance costs, basically. Right. Absolutely. Are, just for context, we've covered mm -hmm. what the phases are, what the challenges are, where the regulations stand, and where's the value. So if I come to you expecting you to move my material in whatever fashion your expertise allows, what about the reporting part? All of that, I'm also, as a project manager, new to this, probably not very good at that. Is that, how does that work? Well, again, we have an A team that's going to be back and review everything that uh, everything that we handling, the inventory, the evaluation, and disposition. So we're going to be able to review and take a look at it and offer recommendations uh, to our clients about, hey, here's your best path forward on how to have to, and then here's our recommendations again on uh, some uh, some objectives or um, you know obstacles that you may see along the way. So I come to you to move some materials, and at the end I get that moved. Plus I get my report that you're walking walk, walking me through. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, 
because I've got a checkbox as a project manager. <laughs> I have to make sure everything is audited properly and, and everything's accounted for properly. And, and quite frankly, those are a lot of things to ask at the same time you're trying to move to move a site clear to get another one started. Mm -hmm. uh, all good value. Um, Michael, for the customers you're dealing with, are you, or is that part of the early conversations? Yeah, definitely. We, we let them know that, um, you know, we can handle, there's a lot of different uh, processes for different companies. They need different, different things. You know, some companies just need a, a very uh, light surface and other ones you need to dig real deep and, and really get involved. Each company does it differently. I think you'd said that to me once before when we talked is everyone has a one size fits all for them. So this can be a little bit of a dance for you to figure out how do you work with them to make sure you're dealing with the challenges they face, but also providing something of value when it's all said and done. It's not a one size fits all I'm saying. I would say there's no standard for us at MMR. Everything is customized and we really have to see what that customer needs and, and, you know, where, where the, where the missing parts are, where's the holes at that we can fill in and, and help them really be as smooth and as sustainable as possible. I agree. <laughs> That's <laughs> profound. Uh, have you had one Carlton in your time that you just thought, wow, this is going to be a really rough one, a tough one that uh, is, is not what I expected, but in the end it turned out better than what you thought. But he, Yes, uh, several, but, uh, you know, maybe one that stands out is you, you'd be surprised, you know, some of our clients deal with transformers a lot and uh, there's a lot of metal, there's a lot of copper in the transformers, but there's also a lot of oil. Um, and some of those contain to PCB. So, you know, a lot of clients I've seen, um, we've we out to a site where they have a yard of these transformers, um, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, all with oil and they're just uneducated on how to, uh, you know, proceed forward, you know, that and when you see PCB on something, you'll get really scared. You see environmental regulation, or you see a yellow sticker, uh, you get a little nervous. And that's one of the opportunities where we can come in and help identify uh, or add value to, to our clients because we're educating them, uh, we're walking them through, you know, what processes that they're going to need to take in order to get rid of this material. So a lot of times for one clear example was transformers who walked on site, you know, they think they have something and then plus you've got the oil. And MMR added value. It's not only that, that oil has value. Uh, so they were sitting on something they had no idea they had value as well. They thought they had to disposition it. They thought they paid to have someone to come out and get rid of it. We have it identified, have it checked and processed and uh, actually add some value to just the oil inside of the transformer. So, uh, you know, it, the area, area count that Michael's talking about, every client is different, every process is different. So um, it's, it's the fun part. So the flexibility is the yep. best. That's probably the most fun part when you walk out there, like you said. Yep. Yep. Someone says, I got this. I think it's worth this, or I have no idea what to do. I just need it gone tomorrow. And you say, we got you. Yeah, yeah. We, we got you. We'll take care of you. We'll look out for you. You know, high five you. We'll do, we'll do all of it. <laughs> all right. So let me see if I can summarize what we've covered today. MMR always finds the best option to responsibly move, dispose, displace materials, which oftentimes checks that sustainability box. Correct. The MMR process is highly customizable and you guys fill in the gaps where it's needed. And then most importantly, MMR is there to help each of the clients meet their sustainability needs without compromising their future. That about right? Yeah, you just left the phone number off. Go ahead, give them our number. <laughs> that number is. <laughs> there you go. So thank you guys for your time today, for your expertise, for sharing your stories and sharing what MMR does to help clients uh, become more sustainable, which is a important task nowadays for anyone doing business. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. 
To learn more about material management resources and how we can help you responsibly handle surplus materials, visit us online at materialmg.com.